Welcome to Back to the Footy, episode 19. It's good to be back after the pageantry and the uh, the splendour of the R- Brownlow medal. <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, Cece. Oh, thanks, Boris. Um, I'm sad to report I watched neither. Um, I have a real thing about the Brownlow medal, which uh, I'll, I'll get off my chest uh, perhaps in the second quarter. But Just as a marker of time, we're, this is, we're recording this the day after the Queen's funeral. Mm. Um, just in case you're listening to this and in 2057. <laughs> on, and on two what, days after the, um, the, the Brownlow medal. Brownlow medal. What a night it was. And three days after... Um, the greatest game of football. Well, a, pre- a very good game of football, mm. a very close game of football. Um, Remember Carlton Collingwood in round 23? I think that was a better game of football. How many good games has there been since then mm. that that's no longer hands down? Oh, I think it still is. Oh, okay. But interestingly, um, since Federation, mm. how many different monarchs have there been? We're not up to the quiz yet. But I, no, it's not up to the quiz. Well, no, and, I reckon we don't I've want, we don't a, want dull time. Four. 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 Yeah, four. Okay. yeah so 01, 10, 36, and obviously 52. Yep. Um, Collingwood, 10 to 36, was the one who abdicated. Was he there for that long? 25 years? No, that was George VI, wasn't it? Oh, I get a bit stuck. Well, George V, rather, 10 to 36. I'm not, we're not. What was what? his brother who oh, abdicated? Yeah. yeah, that was Edward VIII. Yeah. Edward. So he, he, oh, he was the first uh, one. Oh, one to. Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, anyway, oh, no details. We're here to talk um, But on those four occasions of new monarchs, um, Collingwood made the grand final in every single one of those yeah. years. And 19, uh, 2022, new monarch. Missed it. Missed it by that much. Has there Just been, the point. Has there been a public analysis about what this means for the monarchy? I don't know what it means for the monarchy, uh, <laughs> Boris. Um, but I, I do know on Monday morning I walked past you out of going out of the staff room... And it was one of those moments where we we only said three sentences to each other, maybe collectively, and totally disagreed <laughs> on something. So I, I'm thinking ironically on, you know, Boris today, and I'm referring to Boris Pasternak, the great Russian novelist, wrote Dr. Javago and various reams of poetry, um, various things over the years. And in 1958... Mm-hmm. It's auspicious year. Collingwood also won the grand final in 1958, mm-hmm. just bringing Russian literature and... Was that the one that broke uh, the six in a row for Melbourne? No, no. I think that was um, that was a little bit... Earlier, was it? A bit earlier. Okay. Uh, but um, Boris got given in 1958 the Nobel Prize for Literature. And at the time, under the influence of uh, USSR leader Nikita Khrushchev... Mm-hmm. Beautifully a done. funny, strange, round man. Yeah, yeah. Cheeky smile. Yeah. Um, and his Stalinist, Stalinist uh, revisionism and all that sort of... Oh, well, getting rid of Stalinist influence. But he wasn't too pleased when Pasternak won this. And he said, in view... Uh, Pasternak had to get up uh, and, and publicly and say, in view of the meaning given to this honour in the community to which I belong, I should abstain from this undeserved prize. That has been awarded to me. Please do not meet my voluntary refusal with any ill will at all. 
and, and actually his his son accepted it in 1989 or something. But mm-hmm. and I thought that's that's very. I think to be honest, after your little rant about how wonderful it was for Crips to win the Brownlow, I'm thinking maybe Crips should have got up and said, "I should abstain from this undeserved prize that has been awarded to me." Just like Boris Pasternak did, would have been the mark of a man. But no, and there we disagree. Okay. That, got, that escalated quickly. Escalated quickly. This is the Get It Off Your Chest episode, and oh, I've gone hard right. early. Well, it's our final episode, isn't it? I've gone it's hard so. early. I don't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. We'll discuss it in the second in the second. We'll part. have to discuss it later on. Yeah. CC, for you, your name comes from... Um, uh, Gil McLaughlin, and his he he loved saying, Melbourne, three votes, C. Petrarca, <laughs> C. Oliver, <laughs> and I just thought as uh, as someone whose team didn't feature very heavily in the Brownlow, but I love Brownlow night. Um, if <laughs> I, I was in your if I was in your seat, every time I heard the words the letter C, I would have just got a little little shiver of excitement. So CC. Oh, yeah. No, I I don't like that stage sort of... He took it a little too far at He times. took it, yeah. And he did... Oh, I didn't watch it this year, but he took it too far the previous years. And I find it... Uh, yeah, I find it annoying. It's building unnecessary tension. Just do you reckon he's coached? To, like, do they have a media... A, like a game show coach... He's got a bit of Larry Enders about him. It's a hasn't bit of he? the Eddie on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> like just that pregnant pause. <laughs> and we'll be back after the break to find out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Everyone goes no. on cue. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I just can't wear it. And then no, well, we'll talk about it. but let's talk about the forty first. Right, okay. Geelong versus Brisbane. And we kind of said in the yeah, that was always gonna go kind of one way, and Brisbane mm-hmm. may have played their grand final. Against Melbourne the week before. Yeah, commiserations. Uh, Yeah, the Cats. Straight sets. The Cats were in cruise control. Studiously ignoring my uh, reference to Melbourne. Look, Melbourne Melbourne were uh, poorly coached. Poorly. The strategy was uh, appalling. And I quote back to go back to something we said earlier in this year when you bore the name of Albert for the thing. Mm. And. One of Albert's great things was about if you if you think that doing the same thing and expecting a different result is going to work, mm-hmm. then you're not very bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's your Simon Goodwin and the Brains Trust at Melbourne. You're just putting the same game plan out there that's proven to be easily able to be beaten now, mm. um, and you're expecting yeah you're expecting something different to happen. But of course, the same thing happened over and over again in yeah. the last ten games. Get well ahead. Get run down, teams work you out. You do the same old plays. Yeah, no. Unless there's some really interesting people with interesting ideas go to Melbourne next year, they'll just continue to put the same team and strategy out on the field. Very poor. I've got that off my chest is as Brody, well. Is Brody Grundy going to Melbourne still? Or? I hope not, but it will probably will. That'll shake things up. Yeah, no, what we did when we desperately, desperately need a centre-half forward is to get another Ruckman. Uh, I think that's terrific, isn't it? Yeah. So that'd be the answer. I know, we'd take him. Well, yeah, if you don't... In fact... Don't really have... St Kilda yeah, I don't know would take St. anyone. St Kilda would St Kilda got good... Oh, you've got to replace... We've got to replace Paddy Ryder. Paddy Ryder we'd take anyone who'll come down the freeway. And <laughs> not, not many people want to go down there. 
We've got no chance of getting Jordan to go anymore. Uh, no. He's now the no. world's most liked footy player. Oh, big, big time. I've just been reading some stuff about the siege of Stalingrad and yeah. Melbourne. <laughs> just Melbourne, casually. Melbourne were like Germany at Stalingrad. They just kept pumping in more troops, yeah. more troops, more. The same thing was happening every time. A week later, more troops that arrive, weakening the rest of their fronts. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, you know, they're just still holding on to whatever their name, Pavlov's house or whatever mm. it was. The Russians are still just dishing it out mm-hmm. and backing it up. Mm. And Adolf's going, no, I reckon we can, we can no, do it. I reckon yeah. we can do it. We've got an idea. We've got an idea. More troops. Let's just put more troops into exactly the same tactical scenario again next week. Was uh, an expected completely different outcome. And then was that the one the winter got them or was that? Uh, the winter got them early at uh, Operation Barbarossa. Barbarossa. Oh, Barbarossa. 1941. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I always think Barbarossa was some sort of Italian grape-based thing, mm-hmm. but it was actually a German. The Barbarossa. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a German, a German, a German god from about the ninth or deity in, in imaginary figure anyway from the ninth mm. century or something. All right. There, I didn't. I don't really meant anything more. So if if Melbourne was just Germany at Stalingrad, just to continue that little metaphor of the Second World War. Then um, Brisbane was like France in nineteen thirty. They thirties. They they were just they just going about their business, thinking, oh no, that little line across there. We'll put a few fortifications mm, in. Mm. That'll be fine. Mm. No worries. We're going to be fine. We don't need here. anything between and us then, and Belgium. No, no, no we'll right. be fine. Yeah, no, she'll be but, right. But you've got three three <laughs> tall, three tall France, Fords. The original she'll be right. Country. Yeah, three tall Fords that haven't taken a mark between them since about nineteen eighty two. Should be right. No, that'll be right. Yeah, yeah. No worries. What about your What about your midfield? You really only got lucky. Yeah, no, that'll be fine too. Bit harsh. Yeah, harsh. And this, <laughs> bit harsh, And Geelong, yeah, Geelong just blitzkrieged in and went, you've been living in a, a bit of a fool's paradise here. Geelong, had a, Geelong had a Luftwaffe. Oh, <laughs> it certainly did. They just rolled over the top. Well, they're the best team. They're the best team in the competition. They are. They're not guaranteed to win this weekend, though. They're not guaranteed, but I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're very good. Very good indeed. And the Collingwood-St Kilda game, if you remember back to thanks for, episode... Thanks for including St Kilda in the... You're talking Sydney, right? Collingwood-Sydney? Collingwood-Sydney? Yeah, you said St Kilda. Oh, did I? Yeah. Sorry, Collingwood-Sydney. Sorry, I thought, you were, I thought you'd seen my dream. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. Um, no, Collingwood-Sydney. I um, Yeah, I tipped in the previous episode. I tipped a draw. I got very close. Did we do an episode last week? No. No. You tipped that far ahead. I tipped that far ahead. No, I probably didn't. I'm thinking about something else, to be honest. No, no, you probably did. I did tip a draw at some stage in the finals. (laughs) You you tip enough of them. (laughs) Yeah, you did tip a draw. Um, So it was close. And what a... There's a lot of people, I think, saying that, oh, at halftime, I said, I said Colin would have come back. And they did. That happened Mm. to me. I thought they wouldn't. This was the one game oh, I right. thought, no, they're unlikely to come back. I thought they were gone. And I, in a really, really silly text, I texted to Pete, my friend Peter in Brisbane, the mm. football lover and mm. lover, mm. Uh, who we've mentioned <laughs> oh, yeah, before. Right. Yeah, the great football <laughs> lover. Lover. Um, I texted him that this was as boring as the, um, well, as, as the facial batter of flying mammals, I think. Uh, and he texted back about quarter of an hour later, of course, and went, what the hell game are you watching? Because at that mm-hmm. point, Collingwood were 
seriously back in business again and I had egg on the face. Um, do you know any any households that have got... Because this is the first time Geelong and Sydney have met in a grand final ever. Mm. Do you know any households that are split down the middle? No, I don't. I suspect one listener might might be. There's a listener and long-time listener. Long-time listener. And it goes by the name Fricker, I'm told. Oh, right, okay. And I'm, I'm assured that... It, it, yeah, I had, to talk, I had to speak in code. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, this is one of the... One of the trumpet, yes, the, yeah, the trumpet the trumpeters that we've talked about previously. Maybe one of the co-founders of um, Back to the Footy Mega Fans mm. account. So she's 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 a Swans Sydney fan. Swans. She's a big Swans fan. And yeah. then uh, and I think uh, Mum's a Swans fan. Dad's a Geelong fan. Right. I don't know about little brother. Maybe indifferent. Maybe Geelong. We'll say for maybe. the purposes. So I, I actually was interested in the psychology of that. Mm. Like, what do you do? Do you watch the game together? Do you go elsewhere? Oh, gee, you'd have to have some sort of close-knit family, wouldn't you, to watch it together? In most families, it'd be, there'd, be, there'd be household products flying through the air, I reckon. Yeah. I don't think I'd like it at all. I got the sense that actually it was mum who was the, the danger. All right. And that Fricker himself was a bit laid back about it and would be fine. Right. And was asked to leave the house if they win, if Geelong wins, just for his own safety. <laughs> so so uh, if you're listening to this before the grand final, all the oh, best to the, yeah, all the, best to to the, the household. Game. And just remember, it's just a game. It's just a game. And can I just, before we finish the quarter, in the last get it off my chest for this quarter, okay, yeah. what on earth was the, that ridiculous umpire doing who Huckley didn't or... see... The Papley push in the back. Yeah. Can I just get that off my chest? Because it's been bugging me all just week. an extended What? Blink. There were two of them there. One was 10 metres away, staring directly at it, and one was about 30 metres away. And yet both of them chose to say, well, no, that wasn't two hands directly in the back that pushed the Collingwood defender more, I think it was, forward. What, what, what could be possibly going through the brains of those individuals? Was the ball t- just too far away? Like, was it... Was that the situation? I don't know. I, my, my feeling is that, because it happened early in the contest, it was like a push and then was it Crisp? Who, was, who did he push? I thought he pre- pre- pushed Darcy Moore. Darcy Moore, whoever it was, they kind of stumbled so they couldn't get mm. back in. Took a little while for mm. the ball to actually reach Papley. He's a small fella, so they had to get closer to the ground. But mm. he, um, Small fella, giant ego. Large ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, look, I don't, I don't really care. I'm happy for a Geelong and Sydney grand final. I would have hated... Oh, I'm not yeah. hated, but for Geelong and Collingwood... I would have loved a Geelong Collingwood final. Oh, well. I think that would have had more atmosphere than you could jump over. It look, would be electric. I, I would love it. I just respectfully disagree, but we'll talk in the second quarter. And I also really like Collingwood now. Oh, God. This could be the last ever episode of Back of Footy. And well, I won't have a bad word said even skin of it. I've changed. Off turned. It's a heartwarming story. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Papa G over here. Okay, we'll be back in a sec with the second quarter. Uh, welcome back to the second quarter of Back to the Footy, episode 19. I'm here with C. C. <laughs> Thanks, Boris. Um... I'm kicking off the second quarter, and we, we've, we've had a few sort of formulaic things that we've developed over the, over the year, 
and we've alluded to this a couple of times, but I'm I'm going to put it on the put it on notice now for if we do happen to be obviously on ABC Radio. Uh, hello to John Jane Longhurst. Uh, if we're uh, if we are on ABC Radio next year, uh, as as we hope to be, um, got a body of work now. We got we? a body of work. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting it on the out there. Essendon joke of the week. Now okay. the Essendon joke of the week. This week we've had the the beards and we've had all very you know things. Here's here's the Essendon and thanks to the the lads again the the terrific boys over at. Um, Strange facts uh, or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, uh, useless AFL stats. Yep. They do an amazing job having a ball at the moment with Brownlow, etc. But, mm. uh, yeah, Roger Federer has won 81 finals since Essendon last won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and did you know Roger Federer at one point, they did a survey in Australia <laughs> of Australia's most admired sport, sports person and... Expecting, you know, obviously Bradman. Australians, and mm. uh, no, it's Roger Federer. Mm. Yeah, just imagine being held in that higher regard. It's a, uh, incredible. He's a he's about beyond repute. Oh yeah, he's he's gone beyond the legend. Is that the word? Beyond yeah, repute? he uh, legend status, icon status. Oh, I don't know ornament. what sort of status you he's, put him in. He's an ornament to the world. Yeah, it, when he when he passes, I want pageantry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want pageantry now for just about oh well just about everybody really. There should be pageantry more for, pageantry. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm having pageantry even just you know when the cat dies, I'll have some pageantry. I think. So you didn't watch you didn't watch the funeral last night. Oh, I was a bit caught up in um, the pageantry of episode five, uh, series two of Only Murders in the Building, and I kind of forgot about it. Was the was the Sorry brass it, was yeah. the brass band in that as good as the one at the royal funeral? No. Holy cow, that brass band. As brass bands go. Well. It went. It went. Mm. And it was it was just, um, I'm quite tired today because I got caught up in them. They were just looping the same kind of 64 bars over and over and over. That's mm. what brass bands do, you know, one piece. Mm. And then you hear the familiar, boom, 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 which means <laughs> they're about to stop. About to oh, stop. Right. You get the warning. Yeah, I used to play the tuba in the school orchestra. You know all about it. <sighs> But this piece of music, God, jeez, it was great. I'm actually thinking I might submit it for Tasmania's new football club theme song, maybe. Just jazz it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, did get the bit of a nod from Gil. Bit of a nod, and the new broadcast rights has gone through since our episode 18. Mm. So there's money there. There's money there. <laughs> now the Brownlow. Yeah, yep. Oh, have I got some problems with the Brownlow? I feel like I feel like George Costanza's dad here, the famous episode of the, um, you know, where 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 George, the, the the Festivus episode, where George's dad said, you know, sit down, you know, I got a lot of problems with you people, and I'm going to tell you about. <laughs> yeah. them. I feel like that at the moment, yeah, and uh, and you've just done a George and just put your head in your hands at this that is, point. This is the Festivus episode. <laughs> this is the Festivus episode. I got a lot of problems with the Brownlow. And I, first of all, what's wrong with backs getting votes? Now, I'm just going to take one because I'm, I'm biased here. Stephen May, or the All Australian Fullback. Mm. You know how many votes Stephen May's collected over the last couple of years? How many? None. Zero. Didn't get a vote. No, I didn't get a vote. Okay. No. So, what, why, why, do, why do backs, why are backs considered unworthy of votes when surely. You know, they're as worthy as everybody else. Mm. Again, uh, it's a joke. Uh, the midfielders just get all the votes 
I think that's an absolute joke. But the greatest joke of all, this is supposed to be the premier award that's supposed to decide who is the best player. Clearly not the fairest because Cripps won it, but the best player. And who have we got deciding who is that best player? Now, I put here's a little scenario that I'd like you to think about. Mm -hmm. I give you the job of going up to the, a local hospital and, mm -hmm. and in a really bizarre and stupid and poorly thought out idea, there's a prize going for the best surgeon in the hospital. Okay? And I then try and get some people to judge this award of who's the best surgeon in the hospital, most capable surgeon in the hospital. Clearly a stupid idea, but run with me with this. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. So who would you get to judge that? Well, you'd obviously find, you know, the professor of surgery, you know, surgical procedures from the university. You, you might go to another hospital and find who's mm -hmm. a top surgeon in that hospital. Sure. People like that. Yeah. Would you necessarily get the person... You do get someone who had to do with medicine. Mm. You'd get someone who had to do with surgery. Mm. Yeah. What would you necessarily get the cleaner at the hospital whose mm. only claim to knowledge about surgery was, in fact, that they'd watched a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy and say to that person, look, I know that you've never even been vaguely close to the entire issue here, but we think you should be the person who judges this. That's your umpire's. None of them, apart from Lee Fisher, and give him his credit here. But what, what the, these people are supposed to be deciding about the, the, the performance of people, they've never played a game of footy in their life, the majority of them. They don't. Has David Roden made it to field umpire status yet? David Roden would be good, because yeah. at least he actually knows how to play football. Well, is it any, is it any better than the um, Norm Smith medalist being decided by journalists? No. Okay. So who's who's so the right that, person? The, the, the AFL Players Award, that voted becomes, on by players and coaches, be, should become the premier. Well, it's voted on by players, and there's a second one voted on by coaches. Right. I like I like both of those things. I'd like to think that the people, if somebody was judging the quality of my job, that of how I was doing in my job, um, I don't don't really want somebody who you know works at a fabric shop being the sole arbiter of this. Really, I'd quite like some really, really expert teachers to decide whether I was an okay teacher or mm, not. Mm. And yet, year after year, we think this is, the, this is the thing. A lot of these things were created in very different times. So this, was, this is an award that has existed since before te television. Mm. So there was no way... Like, they were the best people back in the day to be independently awarding votes because you, you either had your supporters of one side or the other or you played or coached one side or the mm. other. So they were, the, they were the most independent people back then. Mm. So just just calm down on it for, for a second. In the name of tradition and history, that's, that's where it came from. It wasn't always a stupid idea. But then now we've got the ability to kind of collate votes from large numbers of people and turn it into a, a truly democratic award mm. for sure. Maybe it should include supporters. We can have panels of ex-players. Panels of ex-players might work. go to every game. Is there independence there? Like if you've got if Nick Rewald's on the panel, he's definitely gonna he's gonna give the Saints a few extra yeah a few extra sausages now. But well, what about, I think he might have been there because in um, 
It's only happened three times in the last yeah, 35 I know, I years. Yeah, I noticed this one. The, where the losing <laughs> team got all three votes. Hangover three, round long 23. two, steal one. <laughs> Did I put up a cheer in my bedroom? I was like, yeah. what on earth was the umpire watching that? We well, were the three. We were the better team that day. Oh. Apologies to, to the, uh, the, fam- the aforementioned family, but we should have won that game. No, but uh, you're right. That, yeah, that, we should have won I, that I couldn't, game. I yeah. couldn't believe that. that oh, it's okay, only happened so, three times in the last 35 years. Let's take this a little bit further. So, so like, we're, we're in the era, era of champion data. Mm. Is it something you can, that can be decided with data? Oh, like pressure ratings. We've got and, to do something better because it's, it is, it's, I think it's just, yeah, it is a little bit silly now. And we've also got some really devalued, and I feel really sorry for, and I, there's probably others, but I feel really sorry for Tom Mitchell and Matthew and Prittis because basically now people just go, well, yeah, they didn't really deserve to win. They all got heaps of possessions that the umpires noticed, and of course the umpires didn't see that nobody bothered tagging either mm-hmm. of those players because they've never played football. Mm. Uh, they didn't know. They just saw a player getting lots of kicks. Mm. The fact that the opposition just let them get those kicks because they never their disposal was so p- poor in some cases that mm. they weren't hurting them in any way at all. Mm. So it's mm. really, and that, but those guys have won a Brownlow. They should be not when Tom Mitchell Brownlow comes up in sentence. People who've played the game just go, oh yeah, it was, mm, it's, it wasn't such a brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, he worked hard for that. Give him his due. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, I, I don't know. Okay, so ridiculous award, but great night. <laughs> <laughs> I love the recaps, the round recaps. You're not going to tell me you like all that red carpet stuff. No, no, I don't watch the red carpet. I find uh, I find the sexualisation of that yeah. really, really. Yeah, no, I'm not I find it galling that. to be honest. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's and it's a pathetic throwback. The, the red carpet do, stuff is bordering on. Let's go back to having Miss Australia competition. Let's not devote any time oh. to the red carpet because that's that's. Not, but but the actual event itself, and I like that Gil got a little bit. He was he got a bit gave the um, audience the silent treatment there at one point because they wouldn't be quiet. Oh yes, started, I heard about that. <laughs> just stopped. And everyone kept talking. It was like it's like me in a classroom. You know, you think the silent yeah. treatment's going to work, and then they just get louder. Oh, but the, you, there was that. But the, hang on, the round recaps good. But I like, um, and I love the music that they play. The same, and the armor guard coming in at the start with the votes. <laughs> That's pageantry. Pageantry. <laughs> You've told you everything. <laughs> Do you know who tied with Carl Amon in but, votes? Who? On Carl uh, Amon got fifteen votes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad player. I think he's going to knots and kill the next year. No, it is. Um, yeah, who tied with Carl Amon on fifteen votes? West Coast. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's the. I think it's the lowest number of votes that a team has ever received in a in a year. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, that's appalling. They, isn't had, it? they had an atrocious year. Yeah, and yet for some strange reason uh, they had a year as appalling as North Melbourne, and yet, strangely enough, North Melbourne are getting all these draft concessions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, where did that actually come from? There's issues there. Yeah, I. I find that a, a little strange. Uh, in fact, I find it extremely strange, really. Why are we propping up north? Yeah. Where they had the same performances? I don't know. Just another iniquity in the system. I'm, I'm just going to throw something a little bit improvised in here because you're speaking, all, all your points are good, they're fine. 
Getting it off your chest. Yeah, no, it's this good. is the get it off your chest episode. But I'll see if I can magic this one out of the sky. <laughs> Does this not conjure up anything in you? Hang on. Um, hang on. back to 97 and 98 Rob Harvey winning oh, I, I can't say it takes me back to Brian Wilson winning while we're talking about <laughs> Tom Mitchell and um, and, and Matty Prittis oh, okay well God. so Rob Harvey he, he's wall banger he's he's one of the players to win the Brownlow that would have won any award oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. and there have been a lot of them an ornament yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying Mate, there haven't been heaps where they would have agreed. What about I'm just the... saying it's time to stop. Okay. I think it's so, so compromised in so many ways. Do you reckon that um, maybe, the, maybe the, you know, you've got the All-Australian team each year. Mm. Maybe from the All-Australian team, there needs to be awarded an ornament of the game for that year. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the Brownlow. I who, reckon you who could got, get the, who's got the ornament this year. Who's the ornament? Oh, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that, that's I don't know who's the ornament, but uh, Patty Cripps. No, we haven't actually talked about the actual result. No, we haven't. Let's, can we, let's come back after a quick break. We'll quickly cover Cripper, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll move on. Should have been done a Boris Pasternak. Yeah, should have just gone. Da, da, I should have stained. I should abstain from this undeserved prize that I have won. Absolute disgrace. Be back in a minute. And in keeping with the uh, grand final episode of Back to the Footy, it wouldn't be a grand final without some halftime entertainment. And... Uh, we're going to provide that halftime entertainment in a number we've composed along with Edvard Grieg and um, a number of others. Uh, we'll both be playing and uh, we hope you, you enjoy the halftime entertainment. To the third quarter of Back to the Footy episode nine. Oh, it's, it's a shambles here. I think it went well, Boris. 
all that rehearsal paid off. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Hours and hours of it. Hours and hours. So yeah. old CC just uh, just sprung that on me a minute ago in our break. Yeah, no. I've, It'd be I've, a good idea if you could just whip out a yeah, bit, bit think, of Greek for us, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I think I handled my part there too. You did. I've never yeah. heard such fine yeah. triangulism. No. I, I, mean, it was, I think it was good pageantry. There was pageantry. There was pageantry. Did you know the Queen, while we're talking pageantry, yeah. the Queen unfurled, and in our first episode, we had the unfurling episode where I was did, off yeah. to Melbourne for the unfurling. That's true. The Queen unfurled the 1969 Richmond Is that right? flag. Yeah, in, the, in 1970 uh, when she was there. And uh, yeah, that was the reckon, only time the Queen's unfurled an AFL flag. Who would have been a who was a player at Richmond in 1969? Well, strangers should mention because one of the things the Queen said as she was, you know, falling into uh, the long slumber, she mentioned that Go she'd tides. seen <laughs> she'd seen a lot of things at a time. She and obviously she had all mm. those years. She'd seen. Things from far and wide, but the one thing she remembered as she slipped from this mortal coil is that she'd seen on that day Kevin Bartlett give a handball. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say... He had 24 touches that day, yeah. and a handball was wow. included. Very and she'd rare. seen that. That's pretty rare. Yeah. It's as, it's as rare as the Quetzal, in, uh, a sighting of the Quetzal in Guatemala. Uh, the national bird. The national bird. Yeah, I yeah. don't think. I didn't I know think... that was how to say it because I've I've obviously been saying it wrongly now for. Quetzal. Yeah, I thought it was a Quetzal. <laughs> she. Um, oh. I wonder whether Kevin Bartlett met the Queen and called her Lilibet. Oh. I don't know. I love that they've been calling her Lilibet now that she's no longer with us. Yeah, it's nice. A little bit of folksy family with a bit of. Huge industrial strength pageantry. Yeah, yeah, it creates the mood. Yeah. I reckon just with the Royals and and the impending announcement of a Tasmanian team, and there'll be the usual back and forth about what it's going to be called. I've got an idea because the the usuals will be there: the thylacines, the devils, the jack jumpers, and all that mm. sort of thing. Mm. What about the doggies? Because <laughs> the Queen, in honour of the Queen. <laughs> Where's the D come from? The corgi and the dashhound. Oh! She had apparently many corgis. And she did a, have many corgis. And a doggy. I'm getting a corgi. Not in memory of the Queen or anything. I I've been corgis. planning on. Oh, they're just the best dog. Good dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very intelligent. But what about the Tassie doggies? Oh, no, I don't know whether they get up. <laughs> I have a quiz, though. Okay. Yeah. Our last, our last quiz for the year. Um. And it's sort of, I've made vague reference to this one when I was having a little rant about the, um, uh, the Brownlow before, mm. I suppose. Um, Nick Smith, Sydney, mm-hmm. very good player. Mm. Tom Lonigan, Geelong, mm. uh, loser of, of a mm, kidney. Of the kidney. Yeah. And a good player. Before and after. Before and after. Mm. And top bloke before and after. Yep. Yeah. Ben Stratton, mm-hmm. yeah, not such a. Top bloke, in my opinion. Oh. The pinchy stuff. Okay. I didn't like the yeah. pinchy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan Roughhead, who I really like. Jordan Roughhead, mm-hmm. he's a lovely bloke. Yeah, I think he's done a lot of community work. Mm. He's a very, very nice bloke. What have those four blokes got in common? Um, Nick Smith, Jordan Roughhead. Tom Lonigan, Tom Ben Stratton. Lonigan. So they were all in teams that would have been in the finals. Were they... 
Oh, no, we're not going here. down the finals path. It's a Brownlow path, is it? It's a Brownlow path. Um, there was Jason Blake in the same. I don't know. Most uh, Mo- most games played without a vote. Well, you're very very close. They've all four of them played over two hundred games. And didn't get a vote. Not a vote. Yeah, Jason not Blake got one. one vote in his last season. And guess what position basically they all were. Back pocket, back pocket. Bloody defenders. Yeah, defenders. Defenders, yeah. they never get. And I and I know people think that... Um, Funnily enough, oh, I, I, I played in defence and I never got a vote for my league either. No, I don't I, think I Now I, I can blame my life. I'm going to blame the umpires. <laughs> Not the fact I didn't get a kick either. Well... Yeah, okay, so they... Um, mm. uh, no votes, over 200 games. Over 200 games and never played... Come good on, Ben Stratton, Jordan Roughhead, good players, real good players. Oh, yeah. I Not to have got a vote. Hmm. Gee whiz. You'd reckon in 200 games you would have played one out of your skin, wouldn't you? I mean, seriously? When Blakey got that vote, that's mm. some good, I'm sure it's happened. I think he had the record, the amount of games played without getting a vote. Mm. And then you got that vote, and it was celebrations. Yeah. Now that's a, a reasonably quick quiz because we you wanted to get back on the talking about your mate, Cooper. Yeah. Who I, who I think's a lovely bloke. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm not knocking him in any way as a bloke. I think he's terrific. Very very nice guy. So the the, you know the, the process happened, and he was deemed to be, not guilty. Of the charge, or was it a technicality? No, it was a technicality. He got off on a legal technicality. Now, in a year where we've been talking non-stop, uh, or the league has talking non-stop about protecting the player's head and concussion being the most serious thing that's on the agenda, da, 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 and then at the end of the year, to give your best and fairest player for the whole competition the award after he actually got two weeks for doing something that you're trying to stamp out. Oh, gee, I reckon that... I don't. I know it didn't sit well with Gil and I'm jumping on the bandwagon, but um, I'll, I'll jump on it to the, to the defence of people. If, if, if you've done the head knocking, ah, uh, gee, it's sad that you could get off on a technicality. I find that really annoying. I mean, you, yeah, what can I say about that? I'd... If he'd come back the next week and not played the greatest game of football ever played by a footballer, which I think is pretty safe to say, it was up there with the greatest. It was fantastic. Game. Definitely yeah. the greatest effort uh, in a un- losing under, team. Uh, yeah, and <clears throat> under a lot of stress from the previous oh. week where everyone was talking about like, him. This is the thing. He's yeah. admirable. Yeah, he is admirable, yes. I don't know. Do, is it hard? Like, do you have to make some allowance there? I've always had this little problem of where uh, the person, the perpetrator of a crime, and I'm not drawing analogies here directly between him and this sort of shit, but a similar sort of idea where the the person knows they did it, obviously. Mm. Uh, their solicitor hasn't asked because he doesn't want to be told they did it. Yeah. He, he instructs the barrister. The barrister knows they did it. The jury knows they did it. The judge knows they did it. And yet somebody goes, some the the the, bar, the solicitor or the barrister are patting themselves on the back afterwards, going, "Yeah, we we lucky we looked at that fingerprinting thing because they'd they'd put item one seven as item seven one, ah, uh, we got them off. How cool are we? How clever so, are we? We got them off on a technicality. That person's now able to walk around the street and you know mm-hmm. just generally sort of." Uh, 
What should there what be? Scott Frey. Should there I, be a bit of restorative, oh. restorative justice, maybe? Get him in a circle. Get him in a circle. Yeah. Paddy, <laughs> how did you feel when you left the ground yeah. and made contact? Yeah, only teachers would think that one was a viable <laughs> option. Yeah. And not then many of those wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, Scott, many of those um, wouldn't think it was. It? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure what to do about it, but I'm, I'm not sure the notion of that that tribunal decisions and things should be sub- subject to normal judicial things. Yeah. I know that my okay. judicial friends all think that that was absolutely fair enough. The law's there not, you know, not to be sort of the moral arbiter. It's there to actually function to do what it does. Um, but I find it a bit, yeah, I, I don't find it. I'm not happy about it. I can tell that. I've got no, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion and I don't, I don't, I don't feel strongly. I just really think that he's a deserving winner. Like one split second. Maybe, maybe, maybe my opinion more is that the the unfairest thing should be there should be like a a gate, like a clause, not a clause. A you can get rubbed out once for, yeah. for something for something that's a, a look split back and see second. Chris decision. Grant, absolute ornament to the game. Oh, hang on, hang on. That was ninety seven. <laughs> Rob Harvey, no. Ornament. Oh, <laughs> no, the, the Chris Grant, and I think um, somebody else, Corey McKernan yeah, was. The year yeah, before, 96. Uh, yeah. yeah, so maybe they just didn't have the forensic police that could delve back and find that, you know, forensic exhibit. Well, north and the Bulldogs. You know, 18B was marked yeah. incorrectly as exhibit 18A yeah. or something. I, mean, I, I don't think we should be going down that line. I thought we should, I think we should actually try to be a little bit above that sort of... So the Brownlow needs a shaker. Business. Brownlow needs a because massive I, I, Because Paddy... Pat, like he, okay. So he won the award. You think that in the way that the award currently is, he shouldn't have won it. But you also think the way the award is, is bogus. Is just anyway. bogus. I, I mean, I, 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 before I have a complete meltdown rant about this, Joe Watson loses his brown loses his brown low mm. for taking something that was per no more illegal yeah. than alcohol or tobacco. Right. Not not illegal. Mm. Ben Cousins. A self-admitted, coked up for every game, says he wouldn't have been able to play if he hadn't been coked up. Now, unless I miss my guess, that's a Class A drug. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he gets to keep his brown low, apparently. Yeah, no problems there at all. Mm. So you can take an actual illegal yeah, class no, drug, you keep your brown low. Job, there are uh, problems. Job takes something that's completely legal. Yeah, loses his brown low. Yeah, gee, there's problems there, isn't there? There is, there is. Maybe people can write in and just give us their peace of mind for our final episode. Uh, back to the footy at gmail dot com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, just trying to change the subject here. Might have had a bit of a used, rant there. I'm sorry the about word, that. Use the word bogus a minute ago, and I think another. Maybe we can have a fan poll of the greatest movie. Was it Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Gee, I've never watched either of them. I must have been. The Bogus Journey, we were, mm. me and my sisters were lucky enough to have taped off the TV. It got a good running. <laughs> it's an excellent film. So good. I haven't watched it since I was about 15, but if I went back to it, pretty sure it would still be excellent. You think it would hold up still? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> Bogus right. Journey, whenever I hear that word, I just go straight back to Bill and Ted. Yeah, no, you would. Yeah. Mm. All right. 13 minutes for this quarter, so we're going to take a little break, and I guess we'll be back with the final quarter of the year. Yeah. Now, before you, um, you know, what, before you descend into grief, um, we are taking the summer off, but 
we could be swayed. I think old CC here has been a little bit um, concerned about whether the people want, whether there's the need for the podcast. Is that fair to say? Uh, yes. If people are still listening this far into the final episode, we know they're our people. Um, what will it take for, the, for them to convince you that it's worth going around again next year? I want a personal... AKA, the, AKA the Year of the Saint. I want a, I want a signed photograph from Jane Longhurst with written on the back, please come to the ABC next year. And <laughs> Jane, if you're listening... I, I just want some popularity. It's yeah. all I've wanted in my life. You want the stats. Oh, I'm an only child. I just, yeah. Okay, mm. well, so, but okay, so Jane Longhurst signed photo aside. Yeah. Do you need people to write in and... Oh, that'd be that'd be lovely. Um, but we have had a quite a few people. I've had, I even had a a friend from uni who I've seen for ages uh, um, ask me in in no uncertain terms where the last podcast actually gone to. There we go. So there you go. That's okay. Good. Well, we'll take a break and then we'll come up with the last quarter for the year. Blonde bombshell. His name was top bloke. Blonde bombshell. Oh yeah, top bloke. Oh yeah, Murray McKenzie. Was it? Yeah, blonde bombshell. Okay. So what are you talking about? Could he, <laughs> could he play? Jeez. This is your mate who asked. Yeah. Ah. Could he play? Good day to Blondie, Jane yeah. and Fricker. We're all, mm. we're all here together. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to the final quarter of episode 19. Back to the footy. I'm here with CC. Thanks, Boris. Um, some interesting stats just to, to finish off the year um, because everyone who probably what listens to this podcast and most people are supporters of a team, mm. but are they really? How do you feel about this? Because this is another get-it-off-your-chest moment for me. Okay. Um, call yourself a true supporter and you take out the membership mm. even and you're going, yeah, well, I definitely am now. Mm. Uh, a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast who regularly writes to us, mm. Andrew, mm. been a supporter of Essendon Bombers, for, yeah. for his whole life. Mm. Yeah, never once paid the subs, never once right? joined up. Do you think he's, is he a supporter? Oh. I don't know. I, um, it's confused because... Oh, he's confused. Back in the day, I would say no, not at all. But it's a multi... They don't, I mean, do they need... Do they need Andrew from Hobart's, what, 70 bucks, 100 bucks for a country membership? 120 yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm throwing it out there as as and it's a donation, isn't it? Well, what about this? What about someone who goes paid up and proud, three game country, you know, <laughs> or digital? I've got a digital membership for the Saints. I, I I don't know a bigger Saints supporter than me, but I'm I've got I can't go to the game, so I've got a digital membership, I get mm. a, which is basically a discount off KO. <laughs> Yeah, and I get the pin. Yeah, I went to two games for the or three games this year for the yeah. for the whole year. Interestingly, these uh, these stats um, of all paid up members, um, the top top three or four here. Um, this is percentages of paid up members who actually attended games. Mm-hmm. Frio, seventy one percent of their paid up members attended games. More than more than a, a certain number of games, well, I think more than ten games. Oh, followed, okay, not just followed a by, game. No, no, no. Followed by Brisbane. Yep. Melbourne, who everybody stereotypes is just heading off to the snow every year, mm. and yet Melbourne are third on this list of people that turn up to watch their team that say they're 
you know, serious supporters. Are these recent stats or? Yeah, this is this year. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, Carlton. Reigning, reigning Premier. Carlton, yeah, yeah. Okay. Carlton 56, uh, Sydney 53. All had good years. The bottom, yeah, you might say that, but Go in on. the bottom five <laughs> is Geelong, only 37%. But do you think we should cut them a break because. Um, they had the redevelopment. Redevelopment. Yeah, they're also they've probably got a lot of support, like people just year on year by yeah. their membership. And West Coast, thirty five percent of paid up members turned up. And how many more? Seventy one percent, exactly double virtually. Yeah. To within point five. Thirty five percent of West Coast supporters who are paid up members actually came to games. Which is twenty percent more. Than the amount of votes that Carl Amon got in the Brownlow. Yeah. yeah. Hawks had a bad year. Hawks, the family club, not too many families turned up, 32%. Mm. And then North, 28%. They say that, well, they might have a small number of members, but yeah, they all... Passionate. No, they don't. 28%. About a quarter of them actually turn up to the game. What is 28% of 250? Oh. <laughs> Gee, it's not many people. Yeah, GWS. no, North supporters are always patting themselves on the back about, you know, we might be small, but we all, buddy, we're right Shin in there. Spirit. Chin bone of spirit. Yeah, no, about a quarter of you actually are. And GWS the same, you know. And, and once again, St Kilda's just mid-table. Yeah, no. It's, not doesn't feature in the top or the bottom? No, it doesn't fit. No, 42%. 42%. Which I don't think's bad, given it not a great year in patches. Yeah, I'd like to see the early season um, mm. results. Probably would be higher. Yeah, that's what... But um, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? I think that uh, we, we, we say we love our footy and we love to support. And if we took out all the people that just can't go, mm. uh, for all sorts of reasons... There's so much um, money in the, in the game now that, you know... I don't know, like, our money might be better spent going somewhere else. They can afford to run themselves, the footy clubs. Well, with the new deal, perhaps yeah. they can. Now the grand final memberships. Are they? Is are memberships? Do memberships need to go the way of the um, of the umpires doing umpires the brownlow? Brown yeah. No, I think people well, like that. People festivals. love their car sticker. Yeah, I don't mind the car sticker. No, I, like I got the, I, like I got the car sticker. I got kissed when I, I lived in Melbourne. The two years in the last ten years I've lived in Melbourne were oh nine and ten when St Kilda <laughs> hardly lost a game. So I went to every game. Oh, they were great years. Mm. Oh, jeez. We can do one of those Brechtian interruptions we've talked about before where we just sit there and take joy and just don't say anything, just to enjoy the moment. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it, really. Yeah. yeah. I need to move back, maybe, just to maybe. Give me a kick up the bum. Um, uh, your grand final. Grand what? final protocols. Yep. What time, do the, what time do the pies go in the oven? And are they... Did I ever tell you about the tiny pies? Was that on the podcast I told you that story? No. We got up in the middle of the night in my share house during 2010. The, tiny pies? The World Cup. Yeah, so party pies. <coughs> oh, I, party pies. Yeah, yeah. I and thought you meant... A friend of mine's mum makes the tiny sausage rolls. Oh. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's a, a step forward because I think it's the volume, surface area to volume yeah. ratio of pastry to filling. Mm. Oh, very satisfying. That's good. I'm yeah. getting hungry now. Oh, yeah. Hello to Danny. Good um, Oh, gee, no, well, the sausage rolls. I'm awful. pretty sure that Lyndon, my housemate from 2010, is not, not listening to this, but um, he's a fine lagerphone player in the bush band that I had back in the day. Mm. But he, um, we got up in the middle of the night to watch Australia versus Germany, I believe, in the South African 
South Africa. Oh, okay. Vuvuzelas. Vuvuzela, yeah, the year <laughs> of the Vuvuzela. And we, um, I, I was all about it. And we, um, we just had a new baby, our first baby, and we were in the share house. And it was like, I was going to be up anyway, so let's have a party. So I put some party pies and sausage rolls in the oven. And Lyndon came out and just started laughing his head off and started pointing at the oven and was like, what do you call these? And I'm like, sausage rolls. And he goes, and tiny pies. <laughs> He'd never seen a party pie before. He'd never seen a party pie. Oh, tiny pies. Oh. Yeah. And my daughter prefers the party pie to the normal pie. Yeah. Again, the yeah. pastry to meat ratio. I used to get five when I was in year six Ooh. for my Friday <laughs> lunch order. Five tiny pies. Five oh, party pies. Nice. Yeah. And a chocolate milk. Yeah. Chocolate big. You're, you're a man who likes the big pie now, though. Love a pie. Yeah. Oh, so do I. Yeah. I had a pie craving last Saturday, and all I had in the fridge was sausage rolls. Didn't oh, cut it. You just live up the road from banjos. And... Oh, yeah, I know. Anyway, I've got some protocols. <laughs> it was a deep, dark moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, things I think are important. If you're home, if you're not going to the grand final, and I must say, I've been to a few grand finals by myself and I felt a bit, actually, I didn't enjoy them as much as I'd hoped, but I love the grand final with mates and things like that. Um, But I like people to be seated during Mm. play. Mm. Don't like people wandering around while the quarter's on. Oh, no. That's that's, that's, uh, suboptimal. I I like the idea of the kick at half-time. Yep. Uh, which always gets postponed um, or cut short or something. Something always happens that the kick at half time is promised, uh, but sadly doesn't Well, you've got to finish your beer and then you've got to go to the toilet. Uh, someone sprains your... their ankle on falling on the gutter yeah, and, you know, near the nature strip. Street, I was the one who stepped on the footy when I was trying to stop it with my foot. But yeah. I did win the long kick competition at the Fern Tree Tavern a few years back at half time. Gee, that would be a heavily contested event, <laughs> wouldn't it? People, buddy... <laughs> Dusting off their caftans and beads <laughs> and things like that to uh, try and recognise a football. Probably got a few listeners up on the mountain. Mm. Like, yeah, it was a good kick. Yeah. Good kick. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Oh, but Drummond Street, the widest street in, in Melbourne. Widest street in Melbourne. The other great place, a share house on Drummond Street. We've talked about it on the podcast. Mm. That would be good for a half-time kick. It was great. Yeah. Great. I, I like the idea of party food, as discussed. Mm. But I also like the idea beforehand... And we do this of of the barbecue with the proper food beforehand. Mm. I like I like I don't just like party food by itself. Oh no, you gotta have lunch. I think you gotta have proper lunch, even if it's a twilight it's a t- fixture. You still gotta have. This is not twilight though. This year is it? Isn't it two two forty? Uh, I think it's back to normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which no. I don't approve of, but you prefer uh, a twilight. Oh, I prefer prefer the twilight. I prefer night, to be honest. Mm. Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. Get it off your chest. I think, oh. um, yeah, the idea, what's the You've idea? Go proper lunch. You're a man who likes routine going to the footy. Mm. What, let's do the timeline. Like, now that we don't have the resis and the under-19s, mm. yeah, we've got time. Um, so, like, what do you do? Oh, early start. I think midday. Midday for lunch? Midday to meet up. Midday to meet up. Yeah. Uh, I think... Yeah, things have got to go. Yeah, beers have got to go, and wines and things, uh, and soft drinks of of your choice. Uh, I've yep. got to go into the, and that's another thing. I like the idea that all drinks go into a large receptacle that basically never gets used 
it, it's not actually meant for drinks, but doesn't actually get used for anything else, really, mm. like the old baby bath or yeah, a yeah. laundry basket that people haven't used for years. Yeah, the novelty ice, ice chest. Novelty ice chest, I yeah. think, is very, very important. So everything should be in there. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, I, I borrowed a bath for my birthday party a couple of years ago, which you were at. Yeah, you did. Borrowed a bath off my neighbour. It's still sitting in my backyard because it was so heavy to move it down there. We can't oh, it back up the hill. You know, my, my property's your property up there. A little, little bit you of know, that. Yeah. But what I loved about that was... Nikita Christoph would love it up there. <laughs> he, he likes that whole sort of... Uh, he would have been right in with yeah. the whole sort of... Uh, loved the bath too, Nicky. He loved he, the bath. He loved the bath. So we yeah. had the ice in there. I was cut you off there and... <laughs> All the all the fancy all the fancy beers were put in, and the next morning I'll cut the story short. The next morning, all that was left was like dregs of a bit of ice and water, and uh, Great Northerns and four X's. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the party was over when that's all you could find in the bath. Yeah, people. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the, you know, the, the sort of going back to uni days where yeah people would bring along. The Abbott's, the, the six-pack of... You know, Geelong or, or, Bitter or something. Yeah, like Abbott's yeah. Lager or yeah, something yeah. and, um, yeah, yeah, find somebody else's. Okay, so a novelty uh, novelty bath, novelty ice chest. Novelty ice chest. I think, yeah, generally nowadays somebody's got a betting account so that if the game gets a bit sort of drab, you can bet on, you know, the colour of the boots of the sure. goal kicker in the third quarter. I do like I do like it where everybody picks a Norm Smith, puts in $5.00. And, oh. and gets to pick a Norm Smith medalist and a winner. Oh, I like and, uh, it. You know, I think everyone can get involved there. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't see it as gambling, particularly. No, it's like, well, it is. A oh, well, bit, it is. Yeah, Melbourne absolutely. Cup sweep about it, but mm. it's low level. It's low level. <laughs> a bit of low level, life destroying. It's a gateway. <laughs> but I might suggest that up at the tavern on on Saturday, like, because I don't, they don't normally do that sort of stuff, but. Five, so like five bucks. It was easier when there was actual money because mm. everybody had five one dollar coins or yeah, something, yeah. and then you, you, a, if you won, you went home with yeah. a with a pocket full of coins, mm. sort of like you know when you were young, two o'clock on Sunday morning, wandering home with a pocket full of twenty cent pieces, wondering, you know, mm. where the fifty bucks went. Mm. Um, my my friend Andrew, <laughs> Just got a little tear in your eye. Oh, I did. Yeah, correspondent yeah. of the uh, of the program, yep. loves the Tuscan potatoes. He says the grand final wouldn't be the same without Tuscan potatoes. I'm sure that the the Queen herself uh, was a fan of the Tuscan. She had Tuscan potatoes whilst unfurling the 69 pennant. Probably did. Probably called for them. Yeah. Yeah. After mentioning KB's handball in 1970. You know where her um, leftovers went? To the doggies. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, they'd be missing her, the corgis, wouldn't they? Yeah. That's a bit sad. Oh, it's a bit... Yeah. Like what I liked about it, just without going royal again, she was, she was taken past, the coffin was taken past the, the pony, her pony. All right. Which yeah. Obviously, she hadn't ridden for a few years, but, no. you know. And as the coffin went past, this colourful sort of, you know, of diamonds and, you know, light-catching things, the correspondence noted that the pony stamped its foot. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like that was anything more than a reaction to a, a glint of diamond getting in its eye. Or yeah, something. or just noise in yeah. general. The fact that horses do that about just do ten that times. All the, time. <laughs> the horse stamped its foot as the cortege went past, and then and then, oh, and then in a Mister Ed moment, it went lilybird. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be worse if it had gone. Oh, Welber. Oh, Welber. Oh, Welber. <laughs> now the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who. 
Who's going to win? What would you like to see happen? Oh, I'd like to see a close game. Yeah. Just to be the most boring response in the history of uh, podcasting. Oh, but Geelong, yeah. I'd like to see Geelong win. I've got 200 reasons why I'd like them to win. <laughs> I've named each of them. Yeah, not that, we've, not that we condone gambling on this program in any way at all. This, but is not, like... this is not with a bookmaker. It's with my mate Candy. And if he's listening... Get ready. Thanks, mate. Christmas yeah. has come early in my household. Uh, no, but I, look, part of me thinks that Sydney have... Look, it's, is it Buddy's last game officially? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that there's there's enough reasons that Sydney can stop Geelong. I think so. Yes, yeah, they can, they that's a really good point. Yeah, they can't you wait win. until episode the last episode of the year to make a a really seriously intellectually strong point. There, jeez, a bit harsh, mate. On my on my work through the year. No, I'm just impressed. I've gone down the Greek tragedies and yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So um, I think you mentioned at one point the apple started in Kazakhstan or something. Anyway, but I think Sydney can't win. They can they can stop Geelong winning. It's that old that old thing. Oh, right. they, they might win by mm. because they can stop Geelong. Because they can stop Geelong. Yeah, yeah. The McCartan boys on 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 the Tomahawk and the Spearhead. Yeah. Um, do they have their work cut out? Yeah, I but I think they're up to it. Nah, you reckon? Oh. Maybe I'm just getting a bit sentimental. You love the McCartans. I do. Yeah. I don't mind Tomahawk and the Spearhead. <laughs> I think if Geelong's ever going to win in this era of dominance, this is the year we we don't mind them winning. Oh, no. They've, Paddy got, a, they've got enough players who I quite like. If and Paddy Cripps can win the Brownlow, Paddy yeah. Dangerfield needs a premiership. And and, and, and I'd, what I'd really like to see is a, a really top game from Gary Rowan. Oh. Yeah. The Pete... <laughs> The people's the people's pocket. Oh, he's people's the, forward pocket. Yeah, no, I think everybody will be watching Gary Rowan with interest. That's where my that's where yeah. my interest will be on the day. He could get hold of him. No, it, I don't think so. No, he could because like <clears throat> their their main. I don't know. Is he is he going to just escape interest and then bob up with a a um who was the fella for Carlton that kicked five goals in the second half? Oh, Teddy Hopkins. Teddy Hopkins, the Teddy Hopkins style. It could be. Yeah. yeah. No, I kind of I hope... I know we're running out of time. I, I hope Geelong win too. All right. Uh, my dad was down at Geelong mm. uh, before the war mm. and then then headed off to Cairns. Uh, ended up there with my friend Barry's dad in the, in the, in the war, mm. uh, Second World War, okay. and um, came back after that, uh, not, not in as good a shape as he, as he left, and uh, didn't go back to Geelong uh, again. Uh, I've always felt a bit guilty about not barracking for Geelong, given that. So he, he, he was on the list down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad was? Yeah, he trained down there. But he's very young. He was I very thought, young. I thought you were just a... I thought you were a shot-putting family, but... Oh, it's more to no, me. no, no. The, you know, he, he, um, he had great sporting genes to pass mm. on. And, um, and I got mums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, that's the end. I think that's the end for the year. It's been a... It's been a pleasure. It's been a good run. Yeah. Thanks to both of the people who listen each week. And yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jane, if you're still listening, Jane. You know, have patience. and um, We don't even need the signed picture, Jane. Just just give us a bell, drop us a line. And, yeah, the uh, signed photo's a bit creepy, actually. 
Yeah, I think I'll go I, back on I that. I had my concerns about She's a bit yeah, busy sorry about in that. production. At the, that, actually, she was probably about to ride in until that moment. Oh, yeah. But anyway, look, any other radio stations, Hugh and FM, we'd probably take. Yeah. Oh, look, we'll take Snug. Hobart FM. Yeah, or Snug. It doesn't Edge, really matter. Edge Radio, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or we could All go right. into... Well, anyway, this is going on for a long time here, but... It's been great. Um, thanks for your company through the year. Um, feel free to drop us a line over summer and uh, we'll, maybe we'll see you next year. I don't know what the stats are on podcasts continuing for a second season. No, but yep. hopefully we'll be back. All right. Enjoy the grand final. And, yep. and uh, may summer hold much pageantry in your life. Thanks very much, Dave. Merry, <laughs> Merry Festivus, Linton. See ya.